Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. We want to recognize Cedric this morning to come and share with us our mission moment and uh, our call to worship. Thank you, Wesley. I'd like to present to the congregation today to pray for the countries of Turkey and Syria. As you may or may not know, there's some unrest going on with these two countries. So I will ask that we all, as a body of believers, to lift up these two countries and also prepare ourselves for the worship today. Please bow your heads in prayer. Dear Lord, first of all, I want to thank you, Lord God, of presenting to us this joyful service of praying for these nations, Lord God Almighty. And I give you praise, Lord, for this time to forget about our own personal needs and to lift up the needs of others. We pray, Lord God, that you bring peace to these two countries, Lord God Almighty, with whatever the political, social, religious problems that's going on, we lift them up to you, Lord God Almighty, and we pray that you resolve these problems and issues, Lord, that you bring peace and prosperity to these people, Lord God Almighty, that you open up doors for, for the Christian body to be of any service. And we pray, Lord God Almighty, that you bless those who need to be blessed and you help those who need to be helped, Lord. And we ask, Lord God, that you prepare our hearts for today's worship, Lord, and that you speak to us, Lord, and you be with us, Lord God Almighty, and you bless us and you bless these countries, Lord, and you continue to watch over them and continue to hear their prayers. In your name, Lord, we all do praise. Amen.
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You will need your bulletin this morning for our first song of praise um, as we continue to offer our praises to God for the many ways he has blessed us. Please stand as we sing 10,000 Reasons.
Good morning, and how are you today? Do you see my new friend? He's kind of ugly, isn't he? Or is he pretty? Well, his name is Mr. Wiggles, and he's going to be a part of some of our children's sermons so that he can help learn the lessons too, just like we do. Our scripture this morning is a little different, but it goes along with what Pastor Keith's going to talk about today. Our scripture says, work hard and cheerfully at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord. And I'll bet you, you all work for the Lord every day and you just don't realize it. Pastor Keith has been talking about service. Things that we do in church to serve the Lord. But you know, service is a big word for us. So I decided to substitute another word that most of us understand, and that's helper. Being a helper. And I'll bet you every one of you have to help around the house. Pick up your clothes, pick up your toys, maybe try the bed in the morning if you don't sleep too late. Well, there's helpers at church, too. I'm a helper at church, not just coming and being here with y'all because I love you, but I also pack food bags for people who don't get enough food during the week. So I'm being a helper, too. But one of the biggest things that we need to understand about being a helper is why we do it. We do our chores or we're a helper at home because we love our mom We love our dad. We might be a helper at school because we love our teacher. But here at church, and even in the jobs you do at home, we do it because we love the Lord. And he has a special place in our heart every day. And by being a good helper, we're showing our love to others, and we're showing our love to the Lord. So this week, as you go to school, as you're around the house, I want you to be a big helper to mom and dad or your teacher or here at church. And I want you to do it with one thing in mind, a smile on your face for the love of the Lord. Can we do that? I know we can. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the little helpers in church. We thank you for what they do at home because they love their mom and their dad. We thank you for all the helpers here at church who are big people. And they do things also because they love the Lord. Keep these children safe and bring them back to worship again next Sunday. It's in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. We're thankful today that God is at work to fulfill his purposes within us and through us. And as we sing the next hymn, hymn number 51, let this song be a prayer that God will continue to reveal how he wants to work in your life and how he wants to work in this congregation. Please stand as we sing hymn number 51.
Good morning once again. We're glad that you're here in worship today. We need to be mindful before we pray today of our neighbors to the south, meaning South Carolina, as they continue to recover from uh, historic flooding and um, uh, the homes and the lives that have been devastated there. So if you'll remember that with me, not only this morning, but throughout the week this week. I know that many of you come in here today with concerns and requests on your heart and your mind today. And we want to lift those up before the Lord at this time. I want to give you just a few seconds to do that, and then I will lead us in our prayer together this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful that in the midst of a Sunday morning of hustle and bustle and getting ready and maybe other activities that have taken place prior to this time, Lord, we want to now, if we haven't yet, Lord, to steal our hearts and our minds and to focus clearly on you. Lord, free our mind from distraction. Lord, take our hearts, and Lord, may they be pliable and ready to soak in, Lord, the things that you would have to reveal to us today. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. We do thank you for the rain, but Lord, our hearts are also heavy towards those who have experienced torrential floodings, historic floodings, whose lives have been changed due to damage in their homes or the loss of a loved one. Father, we pray that you would comfort these families. We pray that help would arrive uh, for those that need it at this, uh, at this time on this day. Lord, we pray that hearts and lives would draw closer to you in the midst of such difficult times. Lord, we lift up other concerns in our church family here today, those who are sick, whether they be at home or in the hospital, we ask for your touch on their lives this hour. We pray that, Lord, they would be encouraged by knowing that, Lord, not only are they prayed for, but, Lord, they are loved and thought of this morning. Father, for those who are going through relational difficulties with a uh, husband or wife or with children or uh, with a loved one, or with a close friend, Father, we just pray for wisdom and guidance for those individuals this week that you would help them to know, Lord, what path to take and what decisions to make. Father, we pray for peace, Lord, not only here in our church, in our community, and in our world. Um, Lord, we just uh, we pray for that. As, as Turkey and Syria was mentioned earlier, Father, we have such great unrest within our world, and Father, we pray for these lands and for these countries and for these peoples uh, who are struggling simply to provide shelter, um, a meal on the table. And, uh, Father, we, just, we pray for these this morning. We thank you for our country. We do ask that you would um, be with our leaders, lead them and guide them, uh, our men and women who are overseas as well. Lord, protect them, bring them home soon. Father, we thank you for this day, and we give this day to you, Lord. Teach us more about what it means to serve and where our place of service might be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we continue our worship together this morning, please turn to hymn number 604, Come All Christians Be Committed. Please stand as we sing.
Lord, as we give our tithe and offerings today, we recognize that we are merely stewards of your resources. We trust that you will bless these gifts for your kingdom, for your sake, in Jesus' name, amen.
morning I'm going to do some, some things a little bit differently and to be fair to this side I'm going to come over there in just a minute so um, <laughs> but um, what we're going to do this morning we've been looking at the topic of service really since before Founders Day and looking at what does it mean to serve what is our motivation to serve and in just a moment uh, I'm going to ask uh, a few different guests to join me on the platform and we're going to ask them why they do what they do these are people who um, like many of you who serve here at Bowling Springs in some capacity each week, sometimes many of which are behind the scenes. Um, some areas of service are more visible than others, but I'm going to pull up a lady first, and then we're going to pull up two youth here in a minute on the other side and ask them why they do what they do. Uh, but before we do that, I want to encourage you, if you have your Bibles this morning, to um, turn to Romans chapter 12. I know that's the last passage listed, but that's the first one we're going to start with today. And we're going to look at just a few different scriptures here in Romans 12. And then we'll be looking at 1 Peter 4.10 and Ephesians 4.11 and 12. But uh, if you'll turn with me to Romans 12. Paul begins in verse 1 of chapter 12. He says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, the church, by the mercies of God, the compassions of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your some say reasonable service. 
The New American Standard says, which is your spiritual service of worship. Paul is saying, basically, of what Christ has done for us, it's reasonable to ask us to live our lives in such a way um, that it's a sacrifice for him, not in the sense of a one-time sacrifice, which is what Christ did for us, but to live our lives daily through the words that we say, the way that we treat people, the way that we conduct our business, the way we relate with others, to live our lives each day as a living sacrifice. It's easier to live our lives, or to, one, one may say in, in a, an emotional moment to say, you know what, I'm going to give my life for the cause. I'm going to give my life for Christ. But yet, I would offer to you this morning that it's harder to live daily, to live that sacrificial life for Christ daily than it would be to give that one-time sacrifice. Verse 2, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. As we look down to verse 5, he said, So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving. For he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly phileo love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 14 says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, excuse me, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. If you'll flip with me to 1 Peter 4.10, or you can listen as I read. Keep going back to the back. If you get to Revelation, just start going the other way. First Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let me read that again. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving who? In serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And I want to read lastly Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And Paul says, He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to build up who? Paul says to build up the body of Christ, to build up the church. Let's pray together. Father, I'm thankful that you bless your children with different spiritual gifts that you have empowered them with um, through their relationship, through our relationship with you. Lord, we also, not only do you give us certain spiritual gifts, but you also give each of us certain talents and abilities and skill sets that others may not have. Lord, help us to be faithful in using the gifts and the talents that you have so given us that we can bless your church and therefore bless our community and bless our world. Father, take us as we are. Father, that's simply the only way we can come to you. 
And Lord, use us for your glory and for the benefit of your church. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I so appreciate the songs that have already been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, the children's sermon that has went in with this topic of service this morning. Uh, it's very fitting and very appropriate. I want to, um, and, and, and the choir special this morning, thank you choir, broken and spilled out. You know, when the Lord so impresses upon us uh, his love for us and what he has done for us, and when we recognize that and we become aware of that and let that uh, come into our hearts and into our lives, we want to do much like the lady did in the song and it's to pour out our lives, give, give back to the Lord what is most costly. And for, and for you and I, most of us, that is our lives. And so how can we best do that? How has the Lord gifted you? How has he gifted me to serve him? Many of you are involved in service here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church, of which this church is the greater for it, is, is the better for it. And, we, and I, as your pastor, uh, please know that I very much appreciate that service. Many of you also know that before I came to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, I was involved with a ministry called Baptist Retirement Homes. And uh, I enjoyed traveling the state for about three years and uh, going in and out of churches. I came by here probably, well, two or three occasions, um, probably about a year and a half or so ago at different months. If I hadn't been by in two or three months, I would come back by here because one of the, the giving options that this church is involved in gives money to Baptist Retirement Homes. So I would come by here and try to and touch base with, with Carol and uh, leave a thank you note and um, uh, stop by the office here. But I, I very much enjoyed that. But one of the things that I found myself, especially in the last year that I was traveling with Baptist Retirement Homes, uh, I enjoyed what I was doing, but I simply missed the local connections and opportunities that I had as pastor uh, in serving in a local church. Uh, feeling that the Lord or, and discovering my own gifts and talents that the Lord has uh, blessed me with a love and a passion to shepherd and to come alongside people and walk with them through life, whether that be a young family or an older adult, uh, but uh, certainly feel gifted in that, in that way as far as being a shepherd, but also a preacher and teacher as far as my own spiritual gifts. And I found, found myself missing, really desiring to, get, to be back in a local church congregation. Little did I know a year and a half ago as I stopped by and left a thank you note here at Bowling Springs Baptist in the office for Carol, uh, that I would later be the pastor of Bowling Springs Baptist. It is still an honor. At times, I'm, I'm filled with tremendous joy, and at times, I'm, as you might imagine, I'm, I'm kind of scared to death. <laughs> uh, but I am grateful to be in a position where I can be using my gifts of shepherding and of preaching and of teaching. And um, administration, I believe, falls in there as well. But... Uh, uh, I am, I'm grateful for that. I have a few, well, let me say this before we uh, continue. I had just a few notes that I want to mention about Romans, but if you'll notice, uh, or let me just say this, in the Old Testament, the word service occurs a hundred times in the Old Testament, and it means various kinds of works, service to others, manual labor. It was also acts performed in worship. The priests are often spoken of as performing acts of service in their sacrificial duties. In the New Testament, the word service appears 24 times 21 times in the epistle writings, which we uh, read from Paul and Peter both this morning. But again, 24 times in the New Testament, 21 in the epistle writings, and has a very similar meaning to that in the Old Testament. Paul also said in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 5, that there are varieties of service. In the scriptures, you, again, you'll see those serving in the church and serving as an act of worship, serving in the sanctuary or in the temple. But we also know today that God has gifted us to serve in places and in ways outside of this property known as Bowling Springs Baptist Church. What does that look like for you and me? What does that look like in our homes? 
What does that look like at our place of employment? What does that look like in our school that you and I may attend? Well, this morning, I am, again, excited about the many people who serve here at Bowling Springs Baptist. And uh, I would like to ask Debbie Weiss to join me down front this morning. She is aware of this. I'm not pulling something on her here. Um, And I'm going to give her this microphone. Debbie uh, and I had the chance to bump into each other at the fair on uh, Friday night. Beautiful day before all the rain came in Saturday that washed us away again. But um, I said, I said, Debbie, are you going to ride the roller coaster at the fair? And she says, no, I'm going to stick with the, the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Yeah. So was that good? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, but uh, Debbie serves in many capacities here. She, uh, I know, has worn a lot of different hats, but currently, and she can correct me and add to this, but I know that she's a deacon. I know that she uh, serves as church treasurer. And I know that she volunteers a lot with uh, Wesley coming in as a, as a newbie here at Bowling Springs. Um, that was one of the, the things I first noticed about Debbie was your love for the youth. And uh, the fact that you went away on, to camp for five nights with youth, that's, that's huge. And so uh, that, that's a big deal. So I, we certainly appreciate that. But the question that I asked Debbie a few days ago and that I asked for her again this morning in front of the church is, uh, Debbie, why do you do, and there may be other things I'm sure that you've done here, uh, but why do you do what you do? Why do you serve here at Bowling Springs Baptist? Well, you know, when you asked me that, I had to stop and think about it because, you know, sometimes you just do things and you don't think about what you do. Uh, but, you know, growing up in this church, you always there were a lot of people who did a lot of things. And I, you know, as a young person, I thought, well, you're supposed to do things when you're a member of the church. But, uh, you know, then as you get older and you realize uh, God calls us to serve. He said he asked us to serve, and uh, you know it's a part of who we are as Christians, I think. But I also like working with the youth. I love working with the youth, and one of the great things about that is is I get to know all these young people and get to have a little part in their spiritual growth and mm-hmm. hopefully help them, you know, be better prepared for the Christian life now and in the future. Uh, that, you know, that means a lot to me because I had people who invested in me as a youth and, and really helped me to, you know, grow and, and provide just some wonderful opportunities for me when I was young. And uh, going to camp is fun, guys. It's, you know, sleeping in a bunk is a little different from sleeping in your bed at home, but it is a lot of fun. And, and most things we do, it's a lot of fun. And I really love these guys. A lot of them are upstairs and uh, some of them are down here, but I love them. And, uh, and in the other things I do, uh, I get great joy out of serving, you know, whether it's going on a mission trip or it's in the kitchen because I'm on social fellowship. And we welcome anybody to help us in so, on social fellowship on any events. We, we do not discriminate against anybody. We would love for your, to have your help. And right, John? <laughs> so we would love to have your help. Uh, and, and one of the things that I have found out through mission trips and then just in going with the youth or whatever uh, it, you, you know, you get something out of it that I can't really describe. You, mm. you get a joy that, that when you get back, yeah, you're tired, but it's not the kind of tired you are when you work, mm. you know, for a living and that kind of thing or working at home when you got to do stuff. Uh, so really, you know, those are the main reasons. And, you know, if you love the Lord, you want to serve him, I think, and you want to make his church what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you saying is that it, it is truly a joy 
It is. It's truly a joy versus an obligation, but right. it's, it's a joy for you to do what you do. Right. Well, I want you to know as your pastor, I certainly appreciate all the things that you do, both thank seen you. and unseen. <laughs> thank you. Um, and can I offer a prayer for you this morning? Sure. Father, I thank you for Debbie. I thank you for her service and her commitment to you. Father, we ask for your blessings on her life and her continued service here at Bowling Springs. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Debbie. I want to ask a couple of our youth to join me up here. Um, Jer Jeremy Hinkle and Clay um, Bryson. If they could, are they? Yeah, there they are. They're making their way up here. And to be fair, like I said, we're going we're gonna to move over on this side now. And I've got some more stools up here, I think. I'm going to ask these guys to join me. But as they come up, uh, and I'll pass this off to one of you guys. As they come up, I want to share that, I want to say a word of appreciation as well to the church. You know, the first couple months, we, we talked a lot about hospitality and how it was a command uh, in the scriptures that we be people of hospitality. And uh, we looked at several different uh, scriptural examples of that. And we've talked about some ways that as a church, we can show hospitality, not only to one another. And I want to encourage you, I know I haven't mentioned the last several weeks about you know, identifying two people. I did that when I first came, but identifying two people that you simply don't know that well and introduce yourself to them each Sunday. And uh, over the course of, of, of a year or however long that might take, six months, eight months, you're going to know uh, everybody here at Bowling Springs Baptist a lot better than you did before. Uh, but want to continue to challenge you in the area of hospitality. And uh, one of the things that we did was we instituted a welcome center in the back. Now, during 2016, we have uh, some vision, a uh, vision for what we would like that to look like and, and to how we would like to improve that in 2016. But over these last few weeks, uh, Wesley and I have tried to identify some different people to help us. Well, these two guys right here have um, willingly said, and the, the Hinkle family and others have just said, you know, I, we'd really like to help at the, at the, welcome, at the welcome desk. And um, what I found, especially the last few weeks, is that these two guys have been back there faithfully, I mean, sometimes before Sunday school, after Sunday school, after church, and they're back there, they're ready to help in any way that, that they need. And so I've asked them, uh, prior to this morning, asked them as well to, to share with me a little bit about why they serve. I mean, they could be sitting with their friends, they could be thinking about school and girls or, or whatever it is that they, you know... <laughs> Uh, whatever it is that, that, that these two teenage boys think about, but they could be doing lots of other things besides back there at the welcome desk, welcoming people or providing information for people as well on Sunday mornings. And so I've asked them, why do they do what they do? Why are they serving? So who wants to go first? Hand in the mic, mate. Well, yeah, we work at the welcoming desk. And I think uh, me and Jeremy as high schoolers know it's important to feel welcome. And it's a pretty big uh, room in here. There's a lot of room for people to go unnoticed. Uh, but yeah, every Sunday we're back there, and I think it's just important for the people, you know, to feel welcome. Like they can come in here, like they're, like we we need them here. Like, but I mean, and there's we do welcome some young ladies. I don't want to tell them that. <laughs> but we, some do slack off now and then. I make sure they pay attention though. But um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great service. I enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's a big church. A lot of people can go unnoticed here. I think it's a big part. Just I mean, everybody needs to feel welcome. But yeah, um, I just think it's really important that um, 
especially when someone comes into a church. I mean, um, Pastor Keith adjusted in his hospitality one-on-one session that we had that um, the first 10 minutes or five minutes, I can't remember, um, is the most important thing in deciding if a visitor would want to come back. So I feel it's really important that they feel welcome here. And that's why I kind of go into exactly why I help there. Um, the Sunday before um, Pastor Keith was preaching about, he was doing this pastor sermon on hospitality, and it was a loving welcome. And I, um, one of the leaders of a Bible study we host on Sunday afternoons after church about three, and I, I was leading it that Sunday, and I thought, well, I'll just kind of feed off of what he said. And I preached on, not preached, but talked about. <laughs> you can preach. Preach. Talked about. Um, I was going to talk about First Corinthians 13, but I ended up going to First Corinthians 12, which Pastor Keith just mentioned. And the last five verses of it are four. It says, First Corinthians 12, 27 through 31 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, the miracles, the gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and the different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have the gifts of healing, do all speak tongues, do all interpret. And then the verse that really stood out to me, now eagerly desire the greater gifts. What Paul means by that, according to my life application Bible, is that we should do, as believers in Christ, what benefits the body of Christ the most and helps bring others to Christ. And one thing that Wesley talked about, about maybe in our youth group about a couple months before that, was that you really don't, when it comes to spiritual gifts, sometimes it's hard to tell what you have. So you should just go out, just try stuff. Just try it if you feels like it's right and what God's calling you to do, that you should do it. So that Wednesday night was when Keith was doing Hospitality 101. So I just went and... I'm like, well, I'll do something. So I walked up to Wesley and asked him, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. And he says, why don't you just work, work at the welcome desk? That's this Sunday. So that Sunday I came and work at the welcome desk, and it just clicked. It felt like what was God called me to do. So I did it. And it's just been, blesses me just about as much as I think it would anybody else. And, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, one of the things you told me was... Um when we first talked, he told me that he said, you know, I think it's great. And you may have just said this and I tuned out. I don't think so. But um, you said it's great when other families come in with other youth, you know, and that you can relate better, you know, or another youth might can relate better to you or somebody that's just a little younger or a little older rather than somebody that's, you know, that somebody that's much older. And so I think that was uh, a key point there as well. Um, but uh, I want you guys to know that I appreciate what you're doing back there. And um you know, it's not a life commitment or anything, but, but I do appreciate what you're doing. I do appreciate what you're doing right now and, and I want you to know that. And we've got some dreams that we're going to talk with you and the church family about as we move into 2016 about that. But uh, certainly appreciate your hearts and what you're doing back there. Anything else? All right. All right. Well, let's give these guys and Debbie a hand for helping us out this morning. I want to share a few things. The sermon title, um, you'll notice it says service, and then it says joy or duty. And, uh, you know, I would hope that uh, majority of you who are, or all of you that are serving, I hope that most of your service involves joy rather than duty. 
Unfortunately, there may be times when we've just had a really bad day or a bad week and we've committed to do something and we just need to do it. And so we come and it is, uh, unfortunately, maybe out of duty. But it is my hope and prayer that each of you can find that place of joy where you're willing to serve. I found something or came across something recently, and uh, I believe it's from a pastor down east that uh, did this. And he was doing it in relationship to one uh, particular position in the church. But I've done it uh, this morning in reference to uh, service in general at the church. And I just want to read this, but it contrasts doing something out of joy or doing something out of a sense of duty. And he says this, he says, I will serve because God has called me. Thinking of that, the first one I'll mention would be the joy one. I will serve because God has called me versus I will serve because the church elected me. And there's a difference there. I will, I will serve, excuse me, I will lead by serving, which would be the, the joy-based, or I will serve by leading. And again, that last one would be the... Um, you know, needing that position, needing that title. If I have that position, if I have that title, I'm willing to serve. But our attitude going in should be, you know what, I'm willing to do this. Regardless of position, regardless of title, regardless of accolades, this is something that I'm, that I'm willing to do, that I want to do, that I simply can't help myself. Uh, I feel like if I don't do this, you know, I'm just, I, I need to be at a place where I can do this, whatever this is for you. Uh, thinking about joy versus duty, another one would be, I will serve as a way of life versus I will serve to fulfill a program. I will serve as a way of life versus I will serve to fulfill a program. Serving because this is who I am and I simply just can't help myself. Uh, I love those times in my life when I'm growing in my relationship with the Lord. Uh, when I was uh, a young college student or a young adult just beginning in ministry, and uh, there are certain things that, I, you know, God sometimes so fills us and so inspires us and encourages us that we just simply can't help ourselves. If we don't find that place of service, something's just not going to be right. And uh, my hope and prayer is that we could live in that uh, frame of mind. I understand life happens and discourages us and brings us down sometimes, but there is a sense of joy that can only come with serving. Uh, another one he mentions, he said, I will serve as Jesus served. That's a good place to be, versus I will serve as is comfortable to me. Jesus, after picking up the towel to wash the feet, said himself, I have not come to be served, but to serve. I will serve as Jesus served. The next one, I will serve out of a sense of joy, versus I will serve out of a sense of duty. Richard Foster, in his classic book, Celebration of Discipline, says this about service. He said, service that is duty-motivated breathes death. Service that flows out of our inward person is life and joy and peace. Some of you can relate to his words because you have been, there's been times maybe even here or at other churches where you have served and it became more dutiful than it did joyful. And that's not a very healthy place to be. Um, it may be that you can continue to do what you're doing for some time but over time, it will become evident uh, that your area of service is dutiful and the joy has, has uh, left. The last one I wanted to mention, it says, I will serve those who need my help versus I will serve those who can help me. What is our motivation for serving? I was asked a question just recently that I want to share. I shared this Wednesday night, and so those who are here Wednesday night will hear it again. But I was asked a question just recently um, as I was visiting with an older couple here in the church, 
And um, the Spirit spoke to me as soon as they asked me this question. I love it when that happens. But they just said, Keith, what does the church need? And immediately, without hesitation, I just said, you know, I said, this church is blessed. I said, we have great facilities. We have wonderful, talented people. I said, pray for our church. Pray for our hearts and our minds that they'll grow deeper, that they'll grow stronger, that we'll look more like Christ in the coming weeks and months and next year than we do today. But the question I, I could tell almost was, what does the church need? Like, like, tell me what the church needs, and we'll try to see if we can. And so I very much appreciate that question, because I know the heart from which it came from. But immediately, the Lord impressed upon me and to share what I did. is to say, you know, there's not a lot of things that we need right now. Sure. I mean, we might could use some lights for the softball field. You know, I, should I continue? You know, I throw out some things here. But, I mean, sure, there are things that we could, we could use. But for the most part, there's not a lot of things that we need here, uh, physically or materially. Um, but the one thing that I encourage this couple and that I would encourage you and I both to pray about is to pray for our own spiritual growth, to pray that uh, we'll have a greater hunger to know God and to follow his ways and to follow his will, to seek out and be obedient to his will next week, next month, next year than we do right now. And that's something that material possessions, that's something that, you know, when you, when you start talking about the spiritual things, that's something that's a little bit more difficult because, you know, we can raise some money or we can build something or we can find the right people to get a job done. There's wonderful people here to help do those things. But the Lord just impressed upon me to say, you know what, just pray for us. Pray for us that we'll grow in our faith, that we'll look more like Christ, that we can grow, you know, in our relationships with him, and therefore as well grow in our relationships with others. I want to ask you this morning, how are you doing, first of all, in your walk with Christ? Have you begun a walk with Christ? Uh, Have you entered into a relationship with him? Ask him to forgive you of your sins and uh, begun to walk in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. And if you have, let me ask you this question as well. Has the Lord uh, touched upon you, pressed upon you an area of service, something that you would find joy in doing here? You know, nobody twisted the arm of of Clay and Jeremy back there or Debbie to to do the things that she's doing or many of you who are are doing what you're doing. Um, But I'm grateful for the people who I see here at Boiling Springs who are serving out of a sense of joy and not out of a sense of duty. And it's my hope and prayer that as we move forward as a church family, that we will find that place of joy. And we will find that area of service that brings the light, not only in our lives, but in the lives of everyone whom we come in touch with. Uh, I can't help but as I sit back and look across the congregation, I'm going to pick on somebody real quick before I close, and that's Bob Blackburn. Uh, Sorry, Bob. But Bob, when I think about, I, I see Bob there, and I think about service, I think about care. Many of you know Bob Blackburn, and, and you know of his desire for the care ministry, a wonderful ministry here at Boiling Springs that we send cards, we make phone calls and visits, and um, a, another ministry that goes off of that is the cup of cold water. But um, Bob, I appreciate what you do here at, uh, at Boiling Springs and all of those who are involved. Many, a large portion of our church is involved in the care ministry, and I am very, very grateful for the lives that you have touched. I think it's well over 2,000, Heidi and Joel could help me with this, but it's 2,500, I don't remember the numbers, of individuals who have been personally contacted by someone here at Boiling Springs, either through a phone call, a visit, or a card, and um, just been, been, been offered a, a word of encouragement, a word of uh, prayer, a blessing in the midst of either a difficult time or maybe a birthday, anniversary, 
whatever it may be. And so I want to encourage you and challenge you as I close in prayer this morning, is how is the Lord speaking to you, not only this morning, but throughout, throughout each week, and how is He working in you, and how might He be leading you to serve others here at Rolling Springs Baptist Church? Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for the love that they have shown to me and to my family as we have come into a new community, uh, as we're continuing to get to know people and get to know the area and to get to know this church. Father, we just ask, I ask for your blessings on this church as we seek to be more hospitable, as we seek to serve, serve one another, as we serve to strengthen the body, as Paul said. Uh, we've each been given gifts so that we may build up the equipping of the saints, uh, the building up of the body of Christ. Lord, help us to know how we fit in. If that be the arm, the leg, the eyes, the, the feet. Uh, Lord, uh, you, you've, uh, Paul talked in Romans about the different parts of the body. And so, Lord, help us to discover how you have gifted us and help us to ask how you might be leading us to serve here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence today. I thank you for each one who serves in this church. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and you uh, would desire membership here at Bowling Springs Baptist and say, you know what, I want to, I've been serving, but I want to serve the Lord here and identify with Bowling Springs Baptist. We invite you to come and join us uh, this morning. And uh, if the Lord is impressing another need upon your heart, the altar is open to pray, or and I would be glad to receive you and pray with you this morning as well. Let's stand and sing. Hymn number 277.
glad you're in the Lord's house today. We say amen. 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 Well, certainly good to see you here today. I want to encourage you to, to speak to at least one, if not two people today, maybe that you haven't spoken to yet before you leave. Uh, but uh, be mindful of those. Many of you are in the spiritual gifts class that is happening today at 5 o'clock. And there's some, I think, a planning committee meeting at 4 today. Planning team at 4. So be involved in that. We might talk about service a little bit. Um, but uh, it's good to see you here today. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful for your love and your presence in our lives. We're thankful that you use us in ways to affect the equipping and the building up of the body of Christ, but also outside of these walls as we go into our world. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you will do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the worship service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.